welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ. My name is Brianna, and I am leading you through week seven. Today we are on day five, and we are going to be talking about your closet today. We're going to talk about detoxing your closet and putting on your new self. So let's read from Ephesians 4, 17 to 22. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to be and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So let's just look at this. Um, He's insisting, the Apostle Paul is telling them and insisting on it in the Lord that they should no longer live as the Gentiles do. Now, the Gentiles were pagans. They were people who um, followed false gods. And in fact, in the time of Ephesus, in the time of the Apostle Paul in Ephesus, um, they had the the temple of Diana there or the temple of Artemis. And it was um, worship of a female pagan deity. And they believed that the, that the uh, goddess Diana birthed all of humankind out of herself without the help of a man. So basically a virgin birth um, and she didn't need a man and she birthed all of humanity. And spiritually speaking, the uh, Ephesians were very, they believed females were stronger spiritually than men and men could only experience um, the spiritual through uh, sexual intimacy with a female, which is why they had prostitution worship. I'm sure not, that's not the only reason they had prostitution worship. I'm sure the guys were not too um, upset about that deal. But anyways, it resulted in, and this happened through history, this type of prostitution worship. But um, basically, it was a very fleshly driven worship, obviously. And it was a very self-centered worship. It was very prideful worship where women put down men. Um, you're going to see this in Timothy, in the books of First and Second Timothy, when you see Paul talking about women, um, because Timothy was the pastor to the Ephesians. So when you read that, you need to read it in context of that, knowing and understanding the pagan culture that the Ephesians lived in. So he's saying, you must no longer live like that. Because it's futile. Their thinking is futile. They're darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their heart. So as you sin, as you walk in sin, as you live in sin, your heart can become hard. Now, Jesus' disciples in the Gospels, he frequently told them that their hearts were hard um, and they loved God and they were his followers. So Someone who is a believer in Jesus can have a hardened heart the same way that Jesus's disciples had, because um, it's it's just a heart that is not full of faith. It's a heart that's not looking to God. It's a heart that's just maybe jaded or um, living. If you're living in a way that is very flesh-centered, very flesh-centric, and you're trying to please your flesh all the time, and you're not sensitive to the Lord you're going to close off the Spirit of God whenever the Holy Spirit says, 
eh, 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 you shouldn't do that. You're going to be like, I'm not listening to you. And the more you deafen yourself intentionally to God's spirit, the more you harden your heart and you cannot hear his spirit. So he's imploring them and insisting you need to have a change of life where you begin to listen to the spirit of God. You need sensitivity because it says they have lost all sensitivity and have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. Now, greed does not just imply money, like they just want lots of money. It just means they want more than they need of something, whether it's food or um, sex or or attention. Some people are just greedy for attention, too. Um, so that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught in regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. So how many of us imagine your old wardrobe from 10 years ago? Like we usually all have a favorite outfit or a coat or something that's really hard to part with um, or favorite jeans. But eventually, um, especially as you're aging, I kind of, uh, I think that um, things get a little tight occasionally or more often than not, we need to get a new, new outfit that fits or go on a diet or exercise. But really, we also need to, they get threadbare. Our favorite shirts don't have that same look to it. They kind of, they get little pills all over the sweaters. Um, it's just a sad day when you start to realize my sweater has, does not look the same as it did when I bought it. And um, people were clothing themselves as Gentiles with sin. Sin is what they were clothed in. Their, their greed, they were clothed, clothed in greed. And Jesus is saying, um, Paul is saying through Christ, um, that, that that way, that old self that they were clothing themselves in is corrupted by its deceitful desires. Now, you know, it says in um, James, that the devil tempts us by our own evil desires. So we can be corrupted by the things we really strongly want that we should not have. I'm not talking about good desires. It says evil desires. So it says to put these off, to be made new in the attitudes of your mind, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And then it gives some examples of this. And it gives examples of Unholy behavior versus holy behavior. It says, therefore, because, so therefore, we see a therefore in scripture. We have to say, what is it therefore? Because we are created like God in true righteousness and holiness, we don't want to clothe ourselves in sin. We don't want to put on lies. It says, put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger. So it doesn't say never get angry, but it says when you're angry, do not sin and do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. So here's another difference that should be between believers and non-believers is that believers make an effort to put off anger before they go to bed. First of all, you're probably going to not sleep well if you go to bed angry and you're going to wake up in a bad mood and you're going to wake up ready to bite somebody's head off or just in plain old-fashioned irritation. So when we put off our anger in prayer, God, I forgive this person in Jesus' name. God, forgive me for being so angry or being irritated. And when you're angry, 
Don't sin. Don't call names. Don't put people down. There's lots of things we can put off. We can, we need to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, then we are living in the righteousness of Christ. So there are a couple other things here that it says. Anyone stealing. Oh, it also says, uh, do not give the devil a foothold. We're going to go into that in week eight, that the devil can have a place to live in your life when you do this. Whenever you um, refuse to put off your anger and before you go to bed. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands. So this is basic Christianity 101 if somebody was a thief and they get saved. They get saved. They were a thief. Um, Paul says, stop it. (laughs) Stop stealing and do something proactive. What do we replace the stealing with? With working. So he's saying, uh, and not just working for yourself because stealing is selfish, but work so you can have something to give to those in need. So God transforms the thief into a giver, into a philanthropist. God transforms the liar into a truth teller. God transforms the angry into the peaceful. And do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And so it's saying, don't just, don't be a gossip. Don't be like a negative Nelly, always saying negative things. Um, always focusing on the downer things like, oh, you know, it's it's a choice. We can choose in the name of Jesus and by his power to put off negativity and to to put off the things that we don't want to we don't want to say or believe. I remember when my daughter was was younger and the enemy was really attacking my mind um, because I was struggling with um with motherhood whenever she was younger. And and I'm talking like when she was five and, and I kept having this feeling like I didn't like, well, I didn't like the situation I was in. I didn't like how I felt because it felt like when she was little, I would just always get into these little fights with this toddler, like verbal fights, not fist fights, but she was always, you know, mouthing me off. And I was just always frustrated and I was pretty mouthy myself. So uh, I was just on my knees praying by my bed after she went to bed. And I was just like, God, and inside I wanted to say, I don't even like her, but I couldn't. The Holy Spirit stopped me. And the Holy Spirit said, don't even say it. In fact, he wanted me to do something proactive. So I stopped and I I cried. I'm not, I, I was wrestling in prayer and I said, okay, Lord, Like I checked on her. She was asleep. I stood over her bed and I said, I like you in Jesus name. I love you in Jesus name. And I will not confess another. I will not confess a negative thing over my relationship with my daughter. I will not. And so in doing that, I was confessing something positive and truthful. And I was deciding to put off the negative and the sinful attitudes and and embrace the attitude of, I am her mother. I'm going to love her. I'm going to like her. I am for her. I am not against her. I will not be pitted against my daughter by the enemy. And so in that way, it's um, not letting the unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs and benefiting others. 
So, um, and this is all spirit-filled life. When the Holy Spirit is in you, it says, do not grieve the Spirit of God. So, so we are, in our relationships with one another, are we living a life that brings joy to the Spirit? Um, God himself living inside of you. As we put off these old things, put off these old wardrobes of lying and irritation and anger and um, negativity and um, backbiting, just, uh, you know, the things that come out of our mouth. Notice these are things that come out of the mouth. Then the Lord is not grieved because people are built up and the Lord is in the business of building people up. So I'm going to leave you with that. And next week, when we get into week eight, day one, we are going to talk about how to deal with anger. So God bless you and may you enjoy your time in his word and have a blessed week. See you next week. 